Andrew is the Aussie bloke living in the U.S. Heather is the American gal living in Australia. Together, they travel the world sharing strategies on how to put your business on autopilot. Doing business online is no longer about having a website. To get more clients and take care of the ones you have, you will need a map. They've got it. So sit back and relax and welcome aboard. This flight is bound to autopilot your business. On today's podcast, we're talking about copywriting with a very special guest. I have a quick question for you guys. Do you keep getting stuck with what steps to take online in your business? Obviously, Andrew and I are covering a lot of ground on these episodes. All you need to do is follow our online marketing from A through Z learning track and get simple bite-sized steps so you do not get overwhelmed. Sign up right now at digitaltrafficinstitute.com forward slash special. Hey everybody, this is Andrew McCauley. Welcome to podcast number 112. We have yet another very, very special guest. And for those that listen to our podcast, you know that we don't have many guests. We only have good guests. And we are looking forward to digging in with our special guest today. Of course, Heather Porter is on the call as well. Hey, H. Hi, Andrew. How are you? Hey, guys, thank you so much for tuning in. As Andrew just said, we rarely do bring guests. We we like to force you guys to listen to us bantering instead. <laughs> Yes, but when we do find good guests, we love to bring them on because we know that um, unlike a lot of these other podcast shows where they just interview guest after guest after guest, it gets a little monotonous. Um, We love to spice our podcast up with some special guests. And of course, the best ones are here on this podcast for you. Cool. So, Andrew, I am going to go ahead and just jump straight in because there's lots of cool things that we're going to be chatting about. So I want to introduce you guys to our guest, Brett Thompson. And um, Brett and I have literally just recently connected and I'm really, really surprised because we share a lot of the same circles, which I'm sure will come out as we chat. But I want to introduce you guys to Brett. So Brett is one of Australia's highest paid in-demand copywriters and conversion strategists, which we love. He's also a speaker like us. He's a coach. He's an author and he's mentored thousands of uh, businesses. And I like, Brett, how you say that you're the secret weapon behind some of the largest and most profitable direct response marketing campaigns in Australia. And guys, you know what? He's actually generated well over $220 million of new sales across dozens of different industries. So Brett, I'm going to welcome you to the call. And before I do that, you're going to have to jump in and tell us a little story about how you failed English at school and didn't read your first book until your mid-20s. How are you? (laughs) (laughs) Oh, what an awesome intro. I can't wait to hear what I've got to say. But, uh, yeah, no, great, guys. It's a pleasure to be with, with you guys and I um, feel very spe- special and privileged to be a, uh, one of your guests. So, um, yeah, look, my story, I guess it's going to give everyone a lot of hope. Right? And because uh, it's, it's true, even though, you know, I'm one of the highest paid copywriters in, in the country, it, um, 10 years ago I didn't even know what a copywriter was. And I went all through school and pretty much slept through English. English was at the lowest grade English all through school. Um, and I didn't read my first book to my 20s. I was, um, at the time, I'll, after I finished school, I, um, I remember celebrating, thinking this is fantastic. I never have to be asked to read another book for the rest of my life. <laughs> and, and I just I celebrated. And then, um, and then I spent the next 10 years as a full-time investor. I invested about 90% of my income in my social life. And, uh, <laughs> and I, I did that very well. And then, 
And I did, I did read one thing, I, I must admit, when I was um, in my early 20s, um, I, I came across a, a newspaper article that said how alcohol affects your brain. I went, oh, no. And I said, I better read this. So I read that and I remember finishing that article and I stood up at the table, slammed my hand on the paper and said, right, from this day on, I'm never going to read again. <laughs> and um, but you know, I, I became uh, blessed with um, identical twin boys in in my mid twenties, and then all that changed me as a human being. I um, I I just took that responsibility, and and I just um, decided I had this desire to become smarter. Believe it or not, um, and uh, so I was living in a shared house with eight other people, and my best mate, one of them. He, he owned the nightclub, which was our second home. And he was different than us because his room was full of books. I remember thinking, what a stupid thing to put in your room out of all the things you could put in a room. But um, I walked in and I said, I've got to start reading. I've got to become more intelligent. And there was, I looked at all these different books and one book jumped out. It was on the spine and it said, Awaken the Giant Within by this guy called Anthony Robbins. And, uh, and I set my first goal. I said, right, I'm going to um, read 10 minutes a day. And, uh, and and it took me six months to read this book, but um, but that was the first book that I read, and that kind of led me into my uh, my first business as well. So that's a, a quick snapshot to give people hope. <laughs> you know, you don't have to. Um, I love you know, it. Yeah, I love, I love it. it. I think it's such a good point because, and, and that's why I wanted you to start with that because those are impressive figures. You know, over two hundred twenty million dollars of generation of business just from your copywriting skills. That's impressive, right? But I think what I really wanted to highlight is that anybody can get started no matter where you come from to be success. And certainly you have quite the story. Hmm. Yeah, yeah. Thanks for that. Yeah. It's um, it, 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 it's just one of those things. I, and that's why I love teaching people because I know that, you know, people people ask me, how do you get good at copywriting? Well, I, you know, and that's what I love to share on this call. You, know, you don't have to be a, a great copywriter. Um, you'd be, be more of a storyteller. And so, I'll, I'll share some different different techniques on how to do that. But, yeah, I love, I love teaching people that, and business owners the art of writing compelling, compelling words that, make, that motivate people to take action. It's just, um, so once you, once you read the book, what, what led you into um, actually writing and writing and writing copy and that sort of stuff? Where was that? How was that transitioned into there? Yeah, good question, man. Um, so, well, <laughs> so I this book, the the title of the book, you know, Waking the Giant Within, it was how to tra- how to transform your life spiritually, physically, mentally, and emotionally. I thought, okay, well, this is a good start, and um, and I, I just became a personal development junkie, right? I thought this is amazing. I mean, I can create my own destiny. No one's ever told me this before, mm-hmm. and I went to seminars and what and got CDs and DVDs and became a bookworm and just um. And then, um, and raising three three kids, um, I, th- I thought I wish I'd learned this at school. So I'd been working the same job for fifteen years. And I thought I'm going to I'm going to run workshops and seminars, teaching kids how to um, improve their self confidence, self esteem, communication skills, and life skills. Right. And I told all my friends and family, this is my idea. What and what do you think? And everyone goes, fantastic idea, Brett. You're going to be awesome. So I handed in my resignation, started my own business, and I learned very quickly. You can have a great idea on one side, but if you don't know marketing, you can lose a lot of money, right? Mm-hmm. People say, you know, follow your passion, the money will come. I reckon that's a crock. You know, you've got to, you've, <laughs> yep. got to, you've got to know marketing, right? So I found myself in a, 
Wealth Creation Seminar by um, a guy by the name of Mal Emery. He was known as the millionaire maker in Australia. And I was at the back of the room and he came up on stage and said, Rightio, folks, what I'm going to share with you now is put more money in my bank account than anything I've ever done in my life. And at that time, I'd been in business for 12 months. I'd, uh, I'd turn over $16,000 and that's it. All right? And I said, said to myself, whatever comes out of this guy's mouth next, I'm going to do it no matter what. And he said, it's the art of writing compelling words that motivate people to take action, better known as copywriting. And I went, oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> I, just, I just started reading it. I, I, I hate writing. And then he introduced a guy on stage called Pete Godfrey. I spent my last 500 bucks on a copywriting course with Pete and, um, and the penny dropped very quickly. And I started writing, um, applying these skills to my business and started getting some traction. Then people started ringing me and said, Brett, who's, who's writing your sales page and your emails? I said, well, it's me. I said, listen, um, can we give you money to write for us? And yeah. I thought, well, I'm not earning any money, so yeah, why not, you know? And um, and cut a long story short, within 12 months, I was Mal Emery's personal copywriter earning six figures and um, and when I'd, I'd started my own direct response, um, direct mail business and went from zero to 125K in five months and outsold distributors all over the country without changing the product all i did was just change the words mm. and uh, and and on and on and on and then then i'd ask got asked to speak on stage and it just, that's just kind of the journey just really took off yeah I, lo- I love how you say that is um didn't change the product just change the words and you know so many people we see um come to us with um you know bad results and sometimes they have a really good product but they think it's the product that's the problem. So they go and spend all this money rechanging it and rebranding it and remaking it something different. When in actual fact, it was probably the copy in the first place that said, this thing sucks, don't buy us sort of thing. So yeah. I'm glad to say that because that's, that's pretty important. How important is that across the board for most products, do you think? Absolutely, man. And I'm, I'm glad you kind of zeroed in on this because that's one thing that drives myself. I'm in business with my beautiful bride, Lanika, and we – we run seminars and workshops together. But what drives us is we see so many talented people out there and, and they've got amazing skill sets and, and such vision and heart and all that to change the world, but they're just falling on deaf ears because their marketing sucks, mm-hmm. right? And and so that's that's we see that as it, my, my contribution is just to help people with their marketing. That's all about getting your message across. And the, the sad reality is someone who is nowhere near as good as um, as you are um, could outsell you ten times purely because they've got they're using better words in their marketing. Yeah, how many times? Time. How many times do you say? How many times do you see that? We think, oh my god, they're a com- they're a competitor. Their product is crap, yet they are raking it in. They've got full houses. They've got people lining up at their door. What's wrong with these people? Why don't they see that it's a crap product? Well, the, the reality <laughs> is that uh, they've sold them. Uh, they've sold them in the meantime to get there in the first place. I know there's a lot of people listening to this right now who are thinking, oh my God, that's me. I stare at all my competitors on social media and their websites and they're not as good as me. So like, I think this is a perfect time, Brett, for you to give us some tips to these people that are listening on what do they need to do to boost their website conversions. All right, cool. So, well, the first thing is, is it has nothing to do with writing, okay? And, uh, and you guys know this, but uh, a lot, see, I learned very quickly that um, I don't get paid to write, I get paid to think, right? 
And the reason why someone at my level gets paid um, high amounts of money to, to put marketing campaigns together is purely because I do the research and I research the, the audience and the avatar more than the, than the business owner ever will. Right or ever has time to, so and and there's a, a few things that make a um, a successful marketing campaign. I, I, and sixty percent of a successful marketing campaign is come down to the audience, right? Finding a hungry audience, right? Twenty um, percent come is to do with finding an irresistible offer that converts. And I promise you now, most people listening to this, believe it or not, um, in ninety five percent of the cases, just finding an irresistible offer that converts will. Um, Create the next big breakthrough in your business, mm. right? Um, and the twenty the final twenty percent is the copywriting that, that that carries all that through. So, um, so I spend um, sometimes seventy, maybe eighty percent of my time not writing, just researching, trying to find the big idea and the big hook, and um, and 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 the the, the emotional triggers that's going to make people respond. So um, people don't like hearing that, but that's that's where the magic is, right? Um, mm. You don't have to be a wordsmith, right? That comes later. Um, so, um, so that's that's the number one. The second thing that I believe that um, people need to do is this to, is to come up with that big idea. So I'll, I'll share, and that's kind of what I'm renowned for. I've helped um, one company. Um, they they approached me and they they wanted to introduce a new product into the market and they said it, it's and that's always tough if you've got to tap into a new market um, and I crafted a, a three step marketing campaign and I said right here Brett we're gonna we're gonna test it in Perth first and if it goes well then we'll we will make some tweaks and we'll go to Melbourne then Sydney then Brisbane so. So they put out the step one, then step two. Then I got an email that said, "Everyone, stop the marketing." What happened is, the it exploded, and they had to it, it kept them busy for three months. They made fifteen million dollars per month for the next three months, wow. and they never got the third. And that that was all to do with. I tell you what, that was to do with it was the big idea, right? So, so when I come up with uh, big ideas. Um, I always start in the in the ridiculous zone, and what I mean by that is, if there's a, a spectrum of the safe zone or the ridiculous zone, um, I always tr- I always start in that crazy zone, and and especially when it comes to filling events, for instance, um, someone says um, how, it's it's a very crowded market. What do you do? So I say, how close? What's the most? If you wave a magic wand and think of um, what's what's the the ultimate you know, result we can get people, what does that look like? And I get the client to talk about that and I'll say, how close can we get them to that at the event, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, and and, and we, we always start at that, that scary zone that, um, and then because you're playing it safe doesn't work. There's so much competition out, out there these days. So so coming up with a big idea and, and is, is a big thing and, and again, they still haven't put pen to paper yet and I'm on point two. Um, uh-huh. <laughs> it's, Love it. It's um, and and to do that, uh, I, I I rely heavily, believe it or not, on my intuition. And I'm not some tree hugging hippie. Everyone has this, but I know that um, when um, I mean, you know, if you're at a, if if you're at a, a seminar or a party and, and you see someone and you, you should know their name but you can't think of it, so you're stress, 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 and you're trying to think of it. And and it's just not coming to you. But when you drive home and you're relaxing and you listen to the music, all of a sudden, bing, the name name pops in your head, right? That's because, um, and some of my great ideas are happening in that sleepy state. So I purposely um, give my brain um, 
you know, embedded commands to think about something um, before I go for a nap or after because I have little power naps during the day. So um, they're, they're different. Um, they're not your usual way of coming up with big ideas, but I, 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 it's, a, it's amazing how many times you can come up with big creative ideas in that sleepy state. Uh. Um, yeah, so I mean, I'll keep on going. I can talk really fast. I really apologise. You guys just cut in. <laughs> no, I, I love I love the fact that um, that whole um, end of the spectrum go to the crazy end. You know, I went. I was lucky enough to go on a tour of uh, backstage at Walt Disney World, and the Disney philosophy. Oh, we're in their Imagineerium where they create the, the ridiculous rides that we see and all the fun stuff, and they have a big sign on the wall that says, "Think of something really crazy," and then the sign says, "And then what." You know, and then what? <laughs> and uh, and it's sort of sort of s- similar to what you're saying is how what needs to be the best thing you could possibly have, and then what can you do to make that happen? So that's great. I love it. Very. The other thing I was going to jump in with too is that um, a lot of people or business owners I come across, they'll have like all the copywriting books and you know their little power words and all these things spread out across their desk, and then when they're trying to create copy, instead of going to the exact place you said, which is in the heart and in, in the intuition, they're like trying to copy and paste things together without actually even thinking about the idea behind it. And uh-huh. I love what you're saying because you're actually starting at totally opposite spectrum. It's more or getting inside the heart of, of the problem, really, isn't it? Yeah, and and and, and it, it's more so giving giving yourself space to think, right? Um, I love the story of um, um, oh, who was, oh, one of the famous scientists who was went to Cambridge University, and uh, it was it was uh, the, the the university got closed because of the plague this is in the 18th century and he had nowhere to go and learn right so he had no choice but just to think and in that time he came up it was isaac newton he came up with the world's greatest scientific breakthroughs because he stopped learning and started to think right mm-hmm. so i in my calendar every day i give myself um space to think um and and it could be like on my to-do list i write i write 10 different ideas down every day right mm-hmm. Because um, I just train that muscle, and and, I, and as as a copywriter and marketer, that's that's my biggest currency is is come up with ideas. Because um, so um, yeah, so that 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 is a, a, a big part of it. And I, I just think I just see so many people are keeping busy, 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 but they don't give themselves time to think. Um, so the other the other thing that um, I wanted to mention that it can really help people get better conversions is is you know it might sound a bit basic but you got to you got to take that idea and you got to transform it into a, into a headline okay so that's and that's something um you could i mean in your sales copy or or email i mean the email subject line is the same as the headline so um you could have the most irresistible offer the most insane guarantee or the most compelling copy. But if your headline doesn't do its job, then nothing gets read. Right? So 80% of success comes down to your headline. So what I do and what I teach people um, to do is I never just write one headline because there's so much at, um, at risk with this. right? So it's very common for me to write 20, 30, 50, sometimes over 100 different headlines wow. right? just, just to find out because what happens is um, – we all know what it's like when we're in flow, when you can't stop, your pen can't stop, you know, or you can't type fast enough. You've got all these download of information, right? Mm. Most people um, 
you know, meditate, wait for that to happen. <laughs> you know, that, and, you know, that that's, could take a while. What I encourage people to do is to um, start writing and, and create momentum and that, that, that motion will actually start create that flow. And to do that, you've got to give yourself permission to suck at writing bad headlines <laughs> to start with, you know. Because <laughs> um, even myself, when I, I write this, like, you know, pr- primary school type headlines because I've got to get in the flow. Then I then I warm up and then I warm up, and I always try and move in the ridiculous zone and, and get there because those edgy headlines really um, is, is really what's converting these days. So, so you want to try and inject emotion into it, um, into your headlines. Also, if you see a headline or an email subject line that that um, that creates curiosity and intrigues you to want to know more, mm-hmm. copy and paste it, put it yep. into a Word doc, and start a swipe file. Because when you have that blank screen and you don't know what to write, bring that up, read through them, and that'll that'll get you going. Right? Do, do you write Do you write your headlines after you've written the copy, or do you start with your headline and go from there? Um, generally, yeah, start with the headline because the headline kind of frames everything. Um, so that that's one way. But then again, if if in the process of writing a headline, if all of a sudden I think of a really good angle, because that's what happens, you just stimulate in your brain for ideas. Then I'll just um, I'll just write a chunk of copy, and it could be like um, I'll place it in later. It could be around the offer or um, something like that. So mm-hmm. uh, I'll generally start. I mean, and and a more advanced technique is is getting good at writing bullet points. And us pro copywriters. For when we have to write a, a sales letter, we could write three, four, five hundred or more bullet points. Um, now, I, I won't go into that because bullet points are, are, are mini headlines, really. But the good news is, if someone's going to say, oh, "All right, Brett, I'll, I'll try this. I'm going to try and write fifty headlines." The good news is, the, you pick one, or you might pick five that you're going to split test. But the re- the 40, other forty five, they don't go to waste, right? They mm. can be used as email subject lines. They can be used as the start of a sense uh, of paragraphs. They can be used as video or blog titles. So it doesn't all go to waste. It's um it's one of the best things you can do, and um and and the, the payoff is huge, right? I love that. Repurpose, uh, repurpose your work. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So that's um. Well, what about headlines? I, you were just saying, obviously, it's pretty much the most important thing to get people to read on. Um, the way I would look at headlines, obviously you have them on your your web pages or your website, on your sales pages and landing pages, but also technically, and you just touched on this, your your subject line for your email could be like a headline or your social media posts. What, um, is there a difference between the headlines that you would create on a web page, for example, versus an email subject line versus, say, social media ads? Yeah, good question. So with with the email subject lines, um, I'm very conscious of length, right? Um, because most people, and this one of one of my next points is going to be how to, how to keep people reading, right? Um, most people, as, as a rule, um, hate reading. You know, they, they might enjoy the odd read every now and then, but they don't wake up in the morning thinking, "Wow, I wonder what I can read today." You know. So, um, so I'm very conscious of, of length on email subject lines, um, but mind you, I don't. Um, so that's the only difference. So headlines, it's okay to have a, a little bit more length um, with, for your, for your sales pages as well. Mm-hmm. But for, for email subject line, I'll just try and keep them short, sharp, and punchy as I can. Um, social media posts. Well, here's the thing: um, in any any type of text. Um, 
um, I, the space in it and size really matters in the way that if if you look at a sales page and the first thing they see um, is a, a big chunk of text that could be eight lines deep, I promise you most people won't even read the first letter of the first word, mm. right, because it, it's, it's too intimidating, it's too much hard work. That's why if you look at my um, my emails and the copy that I write, I'll my paragraphs are one sentence long, uh, um, one sentence long, or maybe two, double space, and because uh, most most of my most things get read on the on the mobile phone now, so spacing is a huge thing as well. So even with social media posts, um, uh, yeah, head, I mean obviously the, the the headline is is what matters, and um, but I I don't I, I make sure there's nice spacing underneath it. I so it's a kind of a standalone. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's kind of like when, when it's estimated when people read it, flicking through a newspaper, they uh, stay on a page for three seconds, right, every, mm. every page. What, what, are, what are they doing? They're kind of scanning headlines. Mm. And that's what they're doing on social media pages as well. They're not committing to read the whole thing. They're going to read the first the headline and that'll decide if they're going to read more. Have you ever found that there's like a formula or a starting point somebody could follow to write their own headlines? Look, there's plenty of plenty of templates. That's for sure. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah. So, it's, well, it's 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 a really hard one to answer because here's the thing with with headlines um, or with any market. If if a market goes through a stage where it's becoming um, sophisticated and in in the way that the awareness level for the market and 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 the messages are kind of getting. Um, uh, also, what I'm I guess that me too. Everyone's kind of saying the same thing. That you've got to keep on. Um, you've got to kind of mix things up. So, mm-hmm. for instance, in the health industry, you, you know, coming up with a headline says, you know, how to lose weight is not going to fly because how many other people are saying that? So you've got to throw in different mechanisms. Um, that's why you'll see um, industry goes through different different stages. So, for instance, they might say, you know. Use this. Use the the juice from extracted from this um, Brazilian um, uh, tree uh, will help you lose weight because that that's a, a new twist now. So when when you when I tell people to help the people with headlines, it's okay to use those templates, um, but just be mindful that if everyone's saying the same thing, it's not really going to work. Right. Um, yeah, you, you've got to try and try and kind of. Mix it up, but so it is a it is a hard one to answer. But for people to who are just starting out, then um, look, you can go to Google and type in headline templates. Um, I guess the the number one thing I'd, I'd suggest people to do is a simple formula is um, is problem solution. So if you can if you can identify a problem and hint to a solution in the headline, mm-hmm. that's a that's a pretty safe a safe formula if you want to start there. Cool, good one. So um, can I just I want to go back a step um, back in your step one I think you talked about avatars and how important it is to find the right hungry audience in the first place. Could you give us some um, just some ideas? How can people? What, what's uh, and I know it's a fairly lengthy process anyway, but what are some of the quick tips that people getting started can go and find an an avatar for themselves? Like how do they find out? What tools are there available for people to start researching uh, who their best avatar would be? Cool. Okay, so here's um, well, it's, I might answer that in a, in a different way because um, 
as far as me writing copy, um, I, well, I guess just to just to give the, uh, this answer a bit more punch, I want to I want to show you how to not only find your, your ideal avatar, but but how to extract the goal that's going to help you write really compelling copy when you find that person. Cool. Right. Awesome. So, well, we're all ready. We're taking notes. Yep, yep. <laughs> yeah, yeah, cool. So here's the thing, right? If you, if you went to like a, a B grade copywriter um, and and asked them to write copy, and and that, what they'll do, they'll probably send you a questionnaire as the business owner. Like it's just and 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 they'll ask you questions like, what kept what keeps your clients awake at night? What are their top three daily frustrations? Um, and all these kind of questions. So as the business owner, you do your best to answer that. And then you give it to the copywriter, and then they'll take that and and um, whip up some sales copy for you and send it and, send, and give it back to you, right? Mm-hmm. Um, now the problem with that is the business owner is not the client. You know, we are as business owners, we are not the client, mm-hmm. and we often um, like to think we know our clients, but um, more times than not, there's um, there's a, a big disconnect, right? So. Mm-hmm. What I do, and the top copywriters do, I'll get the business owner to fill that questionnaire as well. But I'll also ask, I say, can you give me a list of ten of your most recent clients? And if you can include those ten, some people that were hard to drag over the line, or maybe someone who has said no, and and am I and just I'll get their phone numbers and I'll give them a call, and I'll say something like. Um, Hey guy, um, hey John, it's um, Brett Thompson here. You don't know me from a bar of soap. I'm working with um, Andrew and Heather on helping with their marketing, and I asked them for a list of their top ten clients, and you're at the top of my list. So I wonder if I can, uh, if you've got a, a spare couple of minutes, I can ask you a few questions. Right, mm-hmm. and I and that's I get a hundred percent positive response on that. Right, mm-hmm. and then then I'll ask them a very simple question. I used to ask stupid questions like, you know, if you if if you could think of a headline that would work for you these days, what would it be? But I've got so many stupid answers. I'll stop that real quick, right? <laughs> so now the safest thing to do is to say, tell me a story. How did you come across Heather Angie, right? So, um, and they, um, and then in that story, what I'm looking for is the space where they were first came across you and they were um and ah and they weren't quite sure and they might have looked look for other people and I'll just dive in there because that, that space right there, mm. that's where I live, right? Because yeah. that, that um, trepidation, that hesitation, the, the doubts, the um, the objections, all that, that's 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 my world, right? Because what I do, I, 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 I understand people's problems and, and their hesitation, all that. I, 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 I kind of equip myself so well in that space um, and then, um, and then I find the magic to actually transition them over to the um, to, to you know putting their hand in their pot wallet and mm. whipping out the credit card, right? So, um, so I, I tell you that because if anyone really wants to understand their um, their audience, um, sending out a survey to them is fantastic, um, but jumping on the phone and asking their story is is where you get gold, and because uh, the. The reality is, and this is a um, really important, if you can describe somebody's problem better than they can, they will automatically think you have the solution. Mm. That's a good little jewel. Pretty awesome. Yeah. Um, that's awesome. Yeah, so, uh, so I, I love that. I love that. It's just, uh, it doesn't, it doesn't, it sounds easy, right? It, it's not, it doesn't have to be rocket science, as you said. Um, how much mm. of, how much of, you know, you're getting the story from them. How much of, copywriting is story as well like 
you know, we hear about content being created at a ridiculous rate these days and people writing all sorts of content. But we also hear that story is an important part of the content. Um, how important do you have uh, story in your sales writing? Yeah, awesome question, man. Uh, to be honest with you, when, when, you know, talking about like big ideas and where I start, I always, always try and start with a story, right? Because I know that is the, the number one thing that just cuts through the clutter. See, we're, there's so much, we're, we're bombarded with free information these days. We might as well be standing underneath Niagara Falls with a paper cup. <laughs> and it's just, and, uh, and, so stories, are, oh, we've grown up on stories. We've been read stories as kids. We love going to the movies for some visual valium and just chilling out and watching the story. So, and, and people kind of live vicariously through other people's stories. So I, I always try and start with a story because stories, um, well, here's the thing. Stories are believed, but statements are challenged, right? Mm. So, um, and, so, and the reason, the other reason why stories are so powerful is because it isolates, it isolates them, and it suspends disbelief. I suppose it suspends them in time. Because when you start a story, what do you want to do? You want to see how it finishes, right? right. And one of my rules is, or in the copywriting world, is the more they read, the more they buy. Mm-hmm. Right? The more they read, the more they buy. Um, the reason being is because yeah, you know, the internet is the most distrusted place on the planet, right? Mm-hmm. So. Um, so most people are, are reading your stuff with a with a level of skepticism already, right? Um, so if you can pull them into a story, um, you're suspending that disbelief and, and you're um, building you know trust and belief, right? And trust and belief are the two narrow toll gates people have to pass through to get to the sale. Mm. So stories are a, a fantastic way to do that, um, and 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 I. I as a copywriter, I tell people, you know, don't be, a, don't try and be a great copywriter. Be a great storyteller. Yeah. Would you say that uh, we're talking, you know, predominantly about sales pages, but um, you speak a lot on stages as well, um, and you've probably been on webinars and that sort of thing. If anybody's thinking about doing their own uh, webinars or they're speaking on stages and that sort of thing, are the same? Do the same principles apply um, as what you're talking about now? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, a hundred percent. And um, even though <laughs> this is bizarre, you know, you think, you know, as as proficient as I am, as I'm able to sell pretty much any product in any market and, and do it so well behind a computer screen with words. But put me on stage. I love talking on stage. But to try and sell from stage. Yeah, I'm not that great at that for some reason. <laughs> <laughs> I've, uh, I, I don't worry. I get lots of applause and claps, but you know that's when it comes to sales. It's so anyway. So that that's something I've got to work on. But um, but as far as the storytelling principles, it, it is. It just taps into human emotion and and um, and it's all about belief and and um, and trust, isn't it? Because yeah. you know if people if you I mean if and a lot of people. Um, I think a lot of people are very uh, becoming aware of the importance of storytelling now. A lot of people just they feel compelled to write features and benefits, and this is all what you're going to do, and this is what you're going to get, and all the rest. But if someone um, can just come in here and just tell one story and just weave those in there, and then you've just you've, you know they're going to gravitate to that person because it's more believable. Yeah. And before we wrap up, oh sorry, Hedge, let me ask one quick question. Before we wrap up, because um, I can't believe the time's flying again. Um, I, my background was in hospitality, and you know, you work in hospitality. When you go out, 
you go to a pub or a bar and you look at the bar and you know automatically I've got my 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 pub goggles on I'm looking at how they do things and I'm looking at whether they should be doing this or that or what are the security doing do you do the same thing when you're looking at ads and copy <laughs> do you look at it and go oh my god you're kidding me they're not doing that are they sort of thing or do you just sort of t- turn your blinkers on and say I'm not going to look at that from that for that reason oh mate I, I study human behavior I, I you know I think we're all at some level of us we're all People watches, right? Uh-huh. But I, and this is a good lesson. That's a really cool question to ask, man. Uh, because, because you've got to observe. It. Number one, I observe my own actions, and I observe other people's actions. For instance, um, the other, the other day, I was I was kind of walking down the shopping centre, and um, and you see people over the side with um, you know, holding food, you know, and and and, and I kind of subconsciously thought, oh, they're gonna they're gonna ask me for some food. I'm gonna say no. And keep walking. Then she um, um, jumped out in front of me and said, hey, do you want one of these? I go, oh, yeah, sure. And I grabbed one. And I thought, why did I do that? Like, So I, I kind of – so there's a psychological trigger there and and, um, and, and I just observe things. Another time I, um, I uh, my mum was at her house and unlike everyone else who has no junk mail on her letterbox, she'll has give me twice the amount, please. She loves junk mail, right? <laughs> And, um, and one Saturday morning I was there and she was kind of looking through it and then all of a sudden she goes, ooh, and she picked up the phone and, and started dialing. I looked over and said, okay, this is interesting. And um, so after all, of course, I said, Mom, why, why did you do that? And I said, oh, this song's special. There's only, um, you know, there's only um, 10 left in stock and only two um, and only two days, right? And I love that. I love that, right? Because everyone says, well, don't use scarcity. Don't use urgency because it's too hypey. Mm-hmm. And I tell people, right, I tell people, right, I say, you're right. They say, do I have to use it, Brett? Do I have to use that? And I said, no, you don't have to. Only if you want to make money. <laughs> right? Because it's human. We're all, you know, you can do everything right. You can have a powerful headline, a really irresistible offer, great copy, product image. You can have a beautiful ad, right? But and they go, oh, well, I really want that. But if there's no urgency, they'll forget. So you've got to, all those kind of things, right? So I do, I study um, what makes people tick and respond, and, and I'm a bit of a nerd in that way. Love it. Love nerds. We're all nerds here. <laughs> <laughs> yep. But, so if, if you could leave our listeners with, say, three little takeaway tips that they could go out and start doing in their copy to get better results, what would you say to them? Okay, cool. Um, well, first of all, um, Right in the conversational tone, we all grow up through, um, you know, except for me, I slept through English, but um, we grew up reading textbooks and people feel compelled to use big words and write very boring. And you're wondering, and this is the sad thing, there's so many brilliant people out there and they write brilliant, you know, blog posts, but they don't get one like, one share, one comment because it's just boring and unemotive. So you've got to start writing conversation. How to do that is you write as you speak, right? Or a caveat to that is write as your market speaks. So the little joining words like, um, or oh, one more thing before I go, I'll get to that later, or oh, you'll love this part. But those things you don't see in textbooks, but if you inject those into your copy, it'll add life, right? And, it'll, um, and people will enjoy reading. It's like a breath of fresh air, mm. right? So... So I'd, I'd really encourage you to learn to write, um, just just write in a conversational tone. The other thing is to is brevity. You know, don't fall in love with your own writing. If you get good at com, you know conversational copy, um, don't write to entertain yourself. To keep it short, <laughs> sharp, punchy. Right? Um, so it's, 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 it's so conversational, but but brevity. Right. Mm. The other thing I'd like you guys to 
do who listen to this is um is is spend a lot of time coming up with an irresistible offer you know and see an irresistible offer can carry through sales even if your copy is only average right? that's mm-hmm. the only exception is if you have an irresistible offer so um and the fourth one is um I was the sneak sneak sneaky sneak, one yeah is is proof right one of the greatest copywriters in the world Gary Benzavenga who has more controls and and he, he, I mean, he before he gets out of bed, he has he makes five million dollars in royalties, you know. Um, is and and he said if you could do one thing, one thing to get a boost in, in in an advertising campaign, what would it be? And he said I'd inject more proof. So that's testimonials at the bottom of the barrel. Mm. Um, if you want to 10x that, use video testimonials, use case studies, use graphs and charts, um, whatever you can. Proof, proof, proof. People don't believe what we say; they believe what other people say, and you've got to try and weave that in. Um, up early as possible into your copy, even in the headline, um, because um, that's going to get you the most traction. Mm. That's a little bit of gold. Thank you. Yeah, <laughs> really, really. Yeah. I, could go, I could go for hours, guys, but I'll run over time. time I for. know, I know. And, and I, you know, I was introducing you to Andrew, and I was saying that um, not only have you know you you worked with some of the greats out there in the industry, and you've created you know sales pages for all different industries, but you're also now doing um, funnels for people as well, right? So, so helping mm. people actually um, get leads into their database and then do the follow-up, aren't you? Correct, yeah. And that, that's just really modern-day marketing, really. So yeah. for years, um, Lanika and I, we ran a workshop called the seven-hour sales that are where 100 people would jump in the, come in the room with their laptops with a blank screen. And at the end of, end of two days, they'd walk away with a long-form sales that are written under our guidance because it was an implementation workshop. And, and it, that was so popular, it sold out um, within three weeks from announcing. I didn't do any marketing. I just announced it. And for six years running, there was a, a sell, sold out. And I stopped it, right, because sales letters don't guarantee success these days. Marketing has evolved. You need a marketing funnel. You need, you need a, a lead magnet and then a, and a low upsell and then, and then a, a quick ascension model that can take people from being a prospect to a client real quick. So that's where I've been, that's the space I've been living in um, the last, you know, three, three odd years. We go to America three times a year, learn from the best. And yeah, so I have a team of copywriters. Not everyone can afford my deserved fees, <laughs> um, but, but we've got a, t- a team of copywriters that um, can um, help people with all types of budgets. And we build out, you know, um, just marketing funnels for people with, uh, we help them with their kind of, their, their ideas for their products and uh, and email sequences and Facebook ads a whole lot. Where do people go and learn more about you and, and these types of things that you do for businesses? Um, well, it's easy to find me on Facebook. You can also um, you can go to brettthompson.com. So it's Brett with one T and, and Thompson without a P. Um, and Lilith and I also have a business called Marketing Makeover HQ. Um, but yeah, pretty much any any social media you'd be able to able to find me. And if you want to reach out and say you've listened to the webinar, I'll be I'll, um, happy to give you some time and have a chat. And guys, um, as you know, that have listened to us for a little while, Andrew and I have Digital Traffic Institute, and we oftentimes put our little 
contacts and cool little things in there uh, for for you guys to get direct access to. And I was talking, Phil, you don't need, uh, Phil, I'm so, I'm thinking Phil, who am I thinking Phil? Brett, I should say. Brett, um, you don't even know this, but I was telling Andrew um, that we need to stick you inside of DTI because of your incredible skill set and all that you offer. So we're going to be popping you and some of your resources in there. And and that's another conversation for the three of us. But I just had to shout that out to the world loud and clear. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, Yeah, Brett, thank you so much for coming on. It's awesome. Love, love hearing uh, these little uh, tips and tricks because that's what we're all about, helping small businesses and medium-sized businesses, anybody really, to uh, battle this whole online jungle. And you certainly um, pull back the curtains on what you do and really, really appreciate you coming on. Yeah, no, I appreciate it, guys. Thanks for your time. It's been a pleasure. Thank you so much. Talk to you soon, you guys, in the next episode. And remember, as always, pop on by to iTunes. You can subscribe to us there so you never miss a beat. And also, aybpodcast.com is where you can come and find all the show notes and some cool little tips and links um, in there about this episode. Leave us a review while you're there. (laughs) All right, see you later, everyone. (laughs) Okay, so let's face it, the amount of marketing information available is crippling businesses to make informed decisions. Are you one of them? Before you spend another dollar on the next shiny object, ask us if it's worth it first. Stop overwhelming at Digital Traffic Institute. Become a member now at digitaltrafficinstitute.com forward slash On behalf of your captains, Andrew McCauley and Heather Porter, we would like to thank you for taking the journey with us to autopilot your business. You are now closer to putting your own business on autopilot using the internet. Of course, if you would like to rack up some frequent flyer points, visit our website, www.autopilotyourbusiness.com, or check us out on Facebook at facebook.com slash autopilotyourbusiness. These frequent flyer points are totally useless, but the information is gold. Until we fly again, happy travels.